Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well, there it is. Stop, stare, soak it in. We're about a quarter of the way through the season, and the Jazz have a 10-game win streak. They have the best record in the West. They're a half game in front of the Lakers. And they have the best record in the NBA. When's the last time you could say that a quarter of the way through the season? 1998. Maybe 99, 50-game uh, season, I don't remember well. I know the Jets competed for the top spot and didn't get it, so at some point they may have had it. But uh, it's 20 years, that's the point. Stockton and Malone were at the height of their powers. This is sweet, isn't it, Jazz fans? Look at it, soak it in. Will it last? Excellent question. Uh, before we look ahead, uh, how did the Jazz do it? How did they win their 10th straight game? How did they do it without Donovan Mitchell and without Derek Favors? Well, there are a couple things that happened. Uh, one, they have great depth. And even when they have nine guys and they lose two, they still have seven pretty good players out there. I also thought that Dallas has been hurt half of their rotation. Their top eight guys, look at minutes played, their top eight guys, four of the top eight have only played about half the games. They haven't had their group together. They're getting them back together. And it's possible in two weeks, uh, assuming that nobody else goes out, um, that these guys will kind of, kind of get integrated, come together, and be better. Because I think we all think they're better than a a 500-ish team, and that's where they've been bouncing around. And the other thing he had is Luka Doncic didn't look healthy to me. You know, he was clearly massaging the knee when he was on the bench in the first quarter. In the second quarter, it looked like they had something. I don't know whether it was a bag of ice or some... You know, high tech thing that stimulates recovery, and the I don't know what I don't know what they had strapped to him, and then wrapped in an ace bandage. But that was more than just his knee. And I wondered if he was done at that point. Actually, I, I thought it was better than fifty fifty. He was done, and of course, I shouldn't try to play a doctor on TV because um, he was back in the game four minutes later. <laughs> Good call by me, Doctor James. Fail. Um, so there was that, and then over on the Jazz side. You know, there are guys who are playing smaller roles than they're capable of because Quinn's playing nine guys. Joe Ingles could handle the ball more. Uh, Mike Conley could handle the ball more. Jordan Clarkson could shoot the ball more. Joe Ingles could shoot the ball more. Um, You got all these things going on. And clearly, Rudy has a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove he's an offensive force. So on a night when he's got to play more minutes, you know, he's averaging about 30, which is... Down, he's traditionally in that 34-minute range, maybe 36. Uh, This is the fewest minutes he's played per game since his second year in the league. And so he could play more. And if you play more, if you handle the ball more, if you shoot the ball more, of course your stats are going to go up. And those three guys' stats went way up. You know, Clarkson, who I think is usually good for 17, 18 points a night, he's good for 31. And he had a couple of hot streaks where he just lit everything up. He was on the court with – um, Mieoni and with Juwan Morgan, the two guys who got got the some some of the minutes that would normally go uh, to the other guys who are out, uh, Mitchell and Favors. <clears throat> so they got to play a little bit, and the Jazz were like plus five when they were on the court in the first quarter, which is for only like two or three minutes. It's because while they were on the court, Jordan Clarkson is like, I got this. You guys uh, rebound and prepare to get back on defense. And he started launching, and he started hitting. He was hot. Uh, Joe Ingles ended up Hitting seven three-pointers. I mean, in nights he doesn't shoot. In their weeks, he doesn't seem to shoot more than seven. And all of a sudden, he's a seven of 11 in a game. And Gobert, you know, they were staying home on three-point shooters. They did not want to get beat by the three ball. They limited how many the Jazz shot. 
And so the Jazz were fine. They were driving, and guys were either getting to the hoop, getting fouled, or finding Rudy. And Rudy ended with 29 points and 20 rebounds. Just an enormous stat line. But as he said afterwards, you know, it depends on how, how people defend me. And he said they were staying with the three-point shooters. So, uh, you know, it was up to me to punish him at the rim. And he did. Now, the question is, there, there are a lot of examples in NBA history where a star goes down and everybody else is pumped that they get a bigger role. But one night is different than sustaining it. And if they could sustain this, if Jordan Clarkson could add average 31, well, number one, Cleveland would have never traded him. Um, and, you know, he'd be a star. He, he wouldn't be an elite sixth man. He'd be an elite player. So, you know, Rudy doesn't average 29 and 20. These guys had big games. Now, maybe someone else will come up with a big game. And, and maybe even though they drop off, they won't drop off that far, you know. So uh, there are other ways to win games. But when a star's out for a long stretch of time, usually it comes back to haunt that team. Now, we don't know how long Mitchell is out. It's not clear. Uh, I haven't seen anything that says he's out X amount of time. The Jazz don't like to do that because then if you have to revise it and make it longer, it's like, why isn't this guy ready? Is he a malinger? Is he not, not a quick healer? Uh, is the medical staff messing up? I mean, there's a bunch of potential storylines, and none of them are good for the club. So, you know, they're, they're going away from, and they have gone away from saying when he'll be back. Uh, concussion protocol, and we'll just we'll have to see how it is. Um, but for one night, man, they had a bunch of guys step up. And maybe it'll be somebody else. You know, there are other guys who could go off. Yang uh, might have a big shooting night. And he hit one three-pointer in this game. And, and that was it for him. And uh, he finished with the three points. And only two guys who scored off the bench. Clarkson had 31. And Yang had three. So, you know, but Bogey didn't have a big night. Uh, he, he pretty much deferred to other guys, uh, three of nine, six points. You know, maybe Conley will go off and have a big night. He had 17 points on six of 15 shooting. So there are other ways to win, but we'll have to see. Uh, is Favors back? Is Mitchell back? Uh, what is Doncic like? Now, Doncic came back and played, and, and he did score. He finished with 29. Um, no, actually, let me double-check that. He... Um, he scored, but he didn't have a lot of rebounds and assists. That was where uh, things kind of kind of fell down. Usually, he just has an impact on so many different, and it just it just didn't seem that dynamic to me. He got his points, finished with thirty points, but four rebounds and six assists and one steal. Um, they were minus seven while he was on the floor. Um, he shot it, um, but he didn't shoot it well from three, and I just that, that need did not look good. And he got through it, and I don't know if this is something he just did, something he reaggravated, something that's brand new, or something he's been dealing with for a while. But um, boy, it was clear he was uncomfortable there at the end of the first quarter. So we'll have to see what kind of uh, what kind of shape he's in. And I mean, with COVID, we always have to see. You know, it's five o'clock any night before any game they can say oh so-and-so is out and it's just the way it is but nice win for the jazz it looked good it's 10 straight um they dominated uh, early the, this was more warriors than it was knicks they were up 69 to 48 at halftime and had a 21 point lead and were pretty much in control the rest of the way and they went at 116 104 we'll have the best of the post game show coming up in a little while we're gonna take a break uh more on the mavericks more on the west and the jazz with tim cato from the athletic that's coming up next stay with us take the zone with you wherever you go let's go download the all-new zone sports network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz beat the Mavericks. They're going to play them again tomorrow night. Late in the show yesterday, we had Tim Cato on from The Athletic. He covers the Mavericks in the NBA. Interesting to get his takes. Um, you know that the nine-game win streak is now 10, obviously. And uh, when we spoke to him, we didn't know that Donovan Mitchell was going to be out. But still, the big-picture stuff on where the Mavericks are going and how he sees the Jazz in the West and uh, all of that, uh, interesting stuff. Here's Tim Cato from The Athletic with PK and I. Tim, good morning. Hey guys, how are you? Good. You know the expression "you can't can't tell the guys without the program" has never been more true than watching the Mavericks. I was looking at stuff last night, and half of their top eight in terms of minutes played have missed half the games this year. Is your head spinning just trying to follow the lineup? It's it's been it's been it feels like preseason or something. You know, it's like like weirdo exhibition games that. That are just like this clearly isn't the right team. This is the, you know this isn't the Mavericks, but but you know like that's that's the circumstance we're in. So it, it does seem like most of the the players who've been out are coming back tonight finally. But uh, but certainly the past couple weeks of of just having you know these these kind of bare bones rosters and then Luca at the top uh, have been have been weird for sure. So when you get everybody back, is this team as good, better, worse than last season? I think they're better. Um, you know, I, I think that's kind of a, a natural expectation that a, that a young team with young players who, you know, kind of shored up one of its biggest weaknesses in, in terms of perimeter defense and just defense in general. I think I think the expectations that they should be should be better. Um, you know, obviously it's it's uh, it's been hard to tell. And, and 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 again, like you know, we're almost 20 games in the season. And usually by now, I should be able to tell you. And, and so it's weird. It's weird that I'm not. But. Uh, but but yeah no I, I think the expectation is, is the Mavericks are definitely going to be better and it's kind of a look at last season they were a team that that underperformed a lot of their underlying stats just in terms of you know they they uh, they were very bad in close games and, and beat when they won they won big so that that's always an indicator that you know there's definitely room for improvement and I think I am expecting that once uh, once this team kind of fully forms and, and is healthy and and together again. Porzingis is. Uh... Unlucky, Porzingis is fragile, Porzingis is dot, dot, dot. How, how would you describe his uh, inability to stay in the lineup? Yeah, I think, I think, it's, uh, I think both words you, you use have some validity. Um, it's funny, I'm, I'm kind of writing about, uh, about this exact problem for, for next week. I, I, think, I think that, that you know, I think there's some room for optimism. He is... You know, I think the concern is that he's a he's a seven three player who plays really unlike any previous seven three players. We've seen seven three, seven four players in the league, but those are those are stockier dudes. And and this is you know, Porzingis much you know he definitely has a body type more like a guard, and that brings more concerns about the way he moves and and kind of the risks he uh, is exposed to. But but I think there's there's room for optimism just in the sense that. You know the the surgery he had over the off season was caused by a contact. You know it was caused by contact. It wasn't non-contact. It was it was somebody falling into his leg. It was relatively minor. You know it's a meniscus is a is a well-known injury. 
And, uh, you know, it, it, honestly, the only reason it was even a quote-unquote issue is that he kind of delayed the surgery thinking the season would start later. And and so it, he, he did end up missing, I think, the first eight games. But it was almost a, a kind of a, a you know, tele, game of telephone where he just didn't realize the season would would start as soon as it would, and, and I don't think any of us would. Yeah, I did. So it was much more obvious that he that he had, you know, yet another injury factor. So, you know, it's it's certainly it's been unlucky uh, to 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 have a contact injury like that. Um, it's it's always going to be a risk for him, but I don't think that there have been any massive glaring red flags um, since he's recovered from that ACL injury. Um, even if you look, even if you do have some concerns about the overall body of work of him, you know, often, often coming down with injuries in, in several seasons, even even before the ACL happened. Don's is twenty one years of age and is so phenomenal. Where can this go, this kid go in terms of not already being there? I mean, best ever or something like that. I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure I'd predict that. Per se, I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing it by any means. But to to look at to look at what he's doing right now, that the the heights he's reaching already, and to say it's not possible, I think I think you're fooling yourself. You know, like these every you know even last season he was he was doing things statistically that nobody except LeBron has has ever done at, at the age that he is. So it's it's really staggering how how good he is, how how all the all all already looks. Uh, both in his play and the way that he, he gets annoyed sometimes with uh, with refs and teammates not finishing stops <laughs> and and just you know honestly even himself uh, missing shots he can get a uh, get a uh, kind of uh, just uh, uh, exhausted with you know sometimes he just looks so old on the court uh, just just with the stress that he he kind of puts on himself but but yeah no he's he's by far you know he's he's got to be a, a top five player in the league right now and. And I think he's destined to be the best player to to win MVPs. Probably not this season with with the way that things have broke so far. But I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. And and certainly in the coming years, uh, I think it's it's very very likely that 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 he will win at least one. And 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 then, and then we're going to talk about how many he's going to win over the course of his career. Does Rick Carlisle or anyone on the staff ever talk about uh, what he needs to improve, or do those discussions, if they happen, just don't happen publicly anymore because he's so good? Yeah, not uh, here and there. You know, I, I think it's everybody knows how good he is, so it's okay to, to criticize him occasionally. But you know, I think the big thing is just you know consistently hitting jump shots and specifically three point uh, three point three pointers as he's actually improved a bit on his mid range and and so I think just the the consistency with the three point shot and the consistency with his defense, which. You know, I, I know that he he doesn't have a defensive reputation as a as a good defender, but he's been good this season, and, and he absolutely is capable of it. But there are still moments where he just loses focus or or is inconsistent or or kind of zones out. And I think a lot of star players have that. But the more that he able is able to have a switch that he can flip, um, and then the the more that he can keep it on, I think that's only going to make him a better player and more valuable to to the team. So going forward with the Mavericks, you look at players and what they want in the league. Of course, everybody wants to be paid. They want to play, and they want to play on a good team. And so Doncic has an opportunity to provide you. Uh, he can't pay you, but he's a great player, and he can help your team win ball games. What's a salary cap situation, beyond, not right now, but going forward as far as them having money to be able to bring in guys? 
so it's going to be this coming summer that they're going to have this this window where Doncic is still on the the rookie scale deal, obviously way under what he will be paid in the in the very near future. Because uh, when when next season starts, or in the months leading up to next season, uh, that's when he's going to be eligible for for that that massive extension. Um, I, depending on what he qualifies for, you know, I, I think it's going to be like twenty five or thirty thirty percent of the cap. Uh, he should qualify for the thirty percent. But but suffice to say that that's when he's going to be making a lot more money. And it will be a lot harder to go sign free agents, and a lot more of the work that the Mavericks will have to do going forward will be through trades or or uh, exceptions or things like that. So this coming season, this coming off season, is important for them because they, they will actually have some cap space with with uh, a few bigger contracts expiring and, and James Johnson and Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, the idea is that they should have at least twenty five million in space, maybe thirty five or forty if, if they kind of you know make certain moves in, in different ways. It's not the best offseason to actually go sign said free agent. Um, you know, obviously Giannis is, is not no longer a target, and Bradley Bill no longer is either. Um, but but you know, whoever is out there, and there's a few names that I think are, are somewhat intriguing. You know, that's that's their chance to go add talent and and add add talented players and and do it through through free agency, which is you know the the least asset-dependent way to do it, the, the cheapest way, even though it's very expensive, but the cheapest way in the, in the terms that you don't have to give anything up. And so this, this coming off season is a, is a big one for them, and I think that you know they, they don't have the expectations this season. You know They, they do want to win a playoff series, but I think the title and uh, in, in contending expectations really start after next off season, which is their kind of final chance to improve the roster through free agency and, and really be ready to be a title contender. Tim Cato joining us, Dallas Maverick and NBA writer for The Athletic Jazz, playing the Mavericks twice in three days, both games at home. Uh, the Mavericks are one of the elite defensive teams when it comes to the three-point shot. Opponents only shooting 34.2% against them. That's fourth best in the league. Jazz are second best at shooting it. How does that play out? How do the Mavs uh, shut teams down on the three-point line? What else are they willing to give up or have to give up to do that? And how does this play out? They're, they're very switchy. They like to switch a lot, and so a lot of the um, three pointers they give up, uh, you know, they, what what they expose themselves to is a is a bad matchup, and you know, a, uh, you know, post ups or a, or a big man that a guard can drive past. So, so that's definitely the the area to kind of beat them, and, and that's why you know some of the the three point shooting, you know, their overall defensive numbers, even though that one that metric is good, their overall defensive numbers, I think, are pretty average this season. Uh, granted, a lot of that has been the, the injuries that they've, they've suffered. You know, they, Their best defenders have certainly been out, and during Anthony Smith, Josh Richardson, Maxi Kleba, uh, and then, you know, of course, closing is missing the start of the year. So that's definitely a factor, and the team did have uh, you know really promising signs right before their, uh, their health and safety protocol crisis hit, uh, as we're calling it. And and so you know I, I think that it's it's going to be curious to see how well they're able to do, but but certainly um, do watch uh, in, in in these two games coming up that you know there will be a lot of switches, there will be a lot of chances to to kind of take advantage of, of mismatches, um, such as they exist on on this team, which you know is is a decent roster for for switchability, but but certainly not perfect. And if you can isolate someone like Porzingis um, or if you can get a smaller guard like Trey Burke or Jalen Brunson. Um, on a on a bigger guy, those are those are definitely advantageous matchups that that uh, opponents of the the Mavericks have taken advantage of. 
So the Mavericks started 11 different players. Do they attribute that to what percentage is just injury or as opposed to maybe Carlisle still experimenting? I think it's mostly the, uh, the the hard times and the you know just the, the players that have been absent and, and out. Um, you know, a couple of the starters have been Josh Green, who is a rookie, and Wessel Wundu, who is a fourth-year player, but previously he was with Orlando, kind of a big player. And, and neither of them are, are players that even were playing rotation minutes uh, when the when the first few games of the year started. And, and all of a sudden, when when you're you know missing six different players, five of them due to protocol reasons, and another one due to, due to injury, and in some cases two due to injury, you're kind of stuck just playing who you have and, and throwing things, tossing things, and, and seeing what sticks. So I don't know if if, uh, if, if the players do return tonight as, as expected. Um, you know, I, I'm not positive whether uh, they're going to start right away. I, I think they probably would, but uh, but certainly, you know, it, it, the starting lineup I, I think is is relatively nailed down in four positions, and then maybe the one big question is whether you use someone like Tim Hardaway Jr. versus uh, Maxi Kleba versus um, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, while Richardson, Luca, and, and Kristaps are definite starters. So you've seen a little bit of the season. There's still a lot of question marks out there, but rank the top four in the West. How does this play out? Ooh, I think I think the three as it stands right now, the top three, which is what I mean, it's Lakers, Clippers, and, and then Utah. Like that, that seems that feels like you know. I, I mean, I guess the big question is, is you guys is, is Utah, but you know, everything I've seen feels legitimate in, in terms of what's what's happening there. Um, so, so the the big question is, I guess, is four and. You know, I I clearly understand that. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, a a bias just in terms of I watch and I'm you know I watch the Mavericks more than more than anyone else and kind of understand what they're doing. Um, I I would say that you know I, I said even before the season that I expected them to push for home court advantage at some point. Um, you know, and and you know, kind of kind of look around the league. Uh, Denver did beat them last night, but I, I'm I'm not fully sold and. I'm trying to think. You know, Phoenix is interesting, but I'm, I'm not sure that's a that's a team that I would uh, uh, put full stock into. So, you know, I, I guess tentatively, uh, since since I am a Mavericks writer, and and who knows, uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe Luke is listening right now, and he'll he'll get upset if I say anybody else. Um, you know, I, I think Dallas can be a, a top four seed, and I think that's that's something that they have the, the potential of being. Um, but but I would say that they're they're certainly a step below the, the two Lakers or sorry the two Los Angeles teams um, and even Utah at this point. I, I'm very very interested to see how the how these two coming games kind of play out because uh, I, I'm I'm just super curious to see 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 how they how they match up because you know I, I could see the Mavericks being on a on a similar level to some extent, but certainly I think all the evidence right now points to to Utah. You know, really making making a, a next step and uh, being at least a level above them. Tim Cato, Dallas Mavericks and NBA writer for the Athletic, joining us here with the Jazz and Mavs playing twice in three days. Tim, we appreciate the time. Thanks for checking in with us. For sure. Thanks for having me. There's Tim Cato from the Athletic. When we come back, the best of the post game show. You'll hear from Joe Ingles. Boy, he got off a couple of good lines after the game, and from uh, Coach Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert as well. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz have won 10 in a row. They beat the Mavericks 116-104. And for more on the game, here's Jake with the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 1280 and 97.5 The Zone. The Jazz have now won 10 consecutive games. They beat the Mavericks last night 116-104, to and it really wasn't that close. The Jazz had a 20-plus point lead for the majority of the game. Uh, they did so without Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell and Derek Favors and just took it to the Dallas Mavericks. Jordan Clarkson, a team-high 31 points, was just terrific. Uh, Rudy Gobert, how about Rudy? 29 points, 20 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 block shots as Rudy was just awesome. Joe Ingles, of course, of Joe Ingles show fame, 21 points, 8 assists as he filled in for Donovan Mitchell in the starting lineup and, and did an admirable job. Mike Conley with 17 points and 6 assists as well as the Jazz came out with the win. Again, their 10th consecutive victory. Let's get you some post-game sound. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Okay, we'll get started with Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you guys were shorthanded tonight, but that didn't affect the mentality or the habits. What are the things that are starting to show up on a nightly basis with this team? Well, I think all you know, we always kind of simple. We, we want to be unselfish, um, help each other on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, I think our we're covering for each other, our communication uh, defensively. Um, you know, it, the game can be simple if you let it be. You know, we want to sprint, space, you know, all the things. It's, um, But, you know, more than anything, we just want to keep trying to get better, compete every night out. Um, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but we just want to keep getting better and play as a team. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. You tonight, you had uh, Rudy, JC, and Joe all total season highs and points. What were they doing before the game? You mentioned that it was incumbent on everyone to kind of take a role to step up from Donovan's absence. What were you seeing from those guys in particular to kind of do that? Well, they, they really were doing the same things that they've they've done over the course of the season. Um, you know, just doing doing them more because um, they're in the game more. Um, you know, they're they have the ball more, and all that makes sense. I, I think the frankly. You know, the other thing about that is the other guys on the floor, um, you know, George, Juwan, Mie, you know, Mike was a little um, little banged up there at the end. Um, you know, he hit a couple big shots. But the point is everybody, you know, collectively played off each other. And, you know, it was those guys tonight. And then it stood out because Donovan and Faith uh, we're out, um, but those guys have done the same thing, you know, of late in, in a lot of games. And that's that's the, the balance that we have is one of the strengths of our teams, of, of our team. And I think guys have confidence in one another. So um, they feel the game like that. And, you know, they try to help each other. And if someone's got it going, you know, they look for that guy. And if that guy starts getting guarded, he looks back to them. And um, it's nothing that they're – doing consciously they're just playing the game and playing together tony jones the athletic 
Uh, Coach, um, what was it about uh, you guys defensively that you guys were able to play uh, at such a high level, particularly in the first half? Well, I, I think, you know, we've worked at it and we've worked at it over time. Um, I think probably the biggest thing is after you, you work on something, you know, the, the time that you invest in it uh, continues to become more and more important. And it's something you take pride in, um, you know, and it's, it's similar to the offensive end. We want to help each other as much as we can defensively and play collectively and know that we're not going to be perfect. And when there's breakdowns, do our best to, you know, to help each other. And, you know, they're such a talented offensive team. Um, you know, some of it is you're fortunate that, you know, a few guys miss some shots and, you know, that, that makes it look better. But, you know, I just want to see us compete. And as I said, you know, continue to try to get better defensively. And a lot of that is just us being connected. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, you've been pretty lucky this season not having too many injuries or have guys have to sit out. But how important is it sort of for the confidence and the growth of the team to actually test the depth and have some of those guys step up that usually don't see a lot of minutes? Well, the guy, you know, the guys that the different guys stepped up, I guess, are in, in different ways, you know, and it, it's one of the things guys stay ready. Um, and we ask that of them. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when you come in the game, it, there, there's little things and simple things that have a big impact on the game um, and just trying to to fit into the group and, and make plays within the structure of what everybody's doing. So, um, you know, we'll continue to need that. You know, I think our guys work hard on their health. You know, and there's always things that you can't control, um, you know, but it's something that that they, that they work at, whether, you know, it'd be recovery and, and all those different things to try to do their best to stay healthy and stay fresh. And as you said, it's a long year and this is, a you know, a grueling season and there's going to be nights where you're not at full strength. And those are opportunities for other guys. And I think everybody knows that. Last question, John Kuhn, AP. Coach, you, you look at Joe Ingles' eight, eight assists that he had tonight. Seven of them were on baskets from Rudy Gobert. Well, what can you say about the partnership between Joe and Rudy? What makes it so effective? Well, it, it stood out tonight. I, I think, you know, I won't take anything away from Joe and Rudy, but I, I think it's Mike and Rudy. It's Donovan and Rudy. Those guys, when I say that, um, tonight it was Joe. He had the ball in his hands a lot. Um, his size makes him unique with Rudy because he's able to pass the ball um, over the top at times. JC had some good passes to Rudy. Um, I think they have confidence in Rudy, and they know Rudy does so much for our guards and for the guys on our team, you know, as far as screening and getting them open and running. And I think those guys know that. And when they have an opportunity, when the defense um, – allows for it that's something they're looking for because they know how hard he works uh for them and those synergies with different guys really develop over time you know rudy and joe have played together for a while um you know and and look for each other um but like i said it's i think everybody feels that way um about the bigs and the same thing is true of guys looking for each other tonight it was rudy and joe um you know and it's it's nice to see that it's nice to see that you know those partnerships and that unselfishness all the time. I think it's something our, all our guys are feel good about being part of our identity. 
There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. His team wins 116-104 to over Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Let's now hear from some players. Uh, first up, let's get to Joe Ingles. We'll get started with Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, good win tonight, Joe. Um, without Donovan and Fave, what is it about this team that makes you so effective no matter who's on the floor? Um, I mean, we try to obviously play the, the same way. Um, uh, I think, I mean, I've said it numerous times, but over my seven years here, or different years, we've had injuries and, and different things and, and guys have had to step up and, and play bigger roles or, or different roles. And um, the, the, the funnest thing about being on a team like that is that, that there's obviously no kind of ego involved in it we, we we love playing together we enjoy playing together and um obviously we knew without without donovan and favors it makes it tougher because they're, they're two pretty big parts of our our group but um yeah i just think we we're, were ready to play obviously um and yeah just just uh, kind of like that that step next man up mentality um everyone that, that came in the young fellas that came in had some great minutes there at the, the end of the second and end of the uh, third or whatever it was when they came in. So, um, yeah, just a, a good team effort. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Joe, I know that you guys are um, a process over results type group, but at the same time, is there any satisfaction in knowing that you've got a 10-game winning streak and the best record in the NBA right now? Um, I don't know what other people's answers. I don't really care to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's great to be winning games, and, and obviously we're, we're playing at a at a at a high level. But um, no, I just don't think we're kind of satisfied. I, I think we just want to keep pushing. Um, we'll obviously have a tough one in forty eight hours time against the, the same group. So um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's nice to be to be playing at this level. It's obviously early in the year, but we're. we're we figured out obviously the style and um, kind of um, pace and stuff that we want to play at, um, but we've got to keep it going. We can't 10, 20, 30 losing, winning streak, like whatever it is. We, we've just got to we've just got to keep pushing, keep getting better each day. And I mean, we'll do what we do normally. We'll go in tomorrow, I assume, at some point, and and watch film and and kind of get what we need to get done, and and obviously get ready. Um, for, for a team that's going to be obviously hungry to, to get a win on Friday. To McMahon, ESPN. I ain't answering this question. Hello, Joe. It's a pleasure to see you as well. Uh, what, what has been the most encouraging part of this, of this role that you guys are on? Yeah, like I said, just kind of that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember my seven years how well we've started every year, but it's nice to start well. Um, our record, we've always kind of done that late push after All Star break and um, or around that time. But um, I think just the way we're we're playing as a group and it's a hungry group. We're, we're like I said, we're, we're not satisfied with like obviously it's a it's a great win tonight. It's a, it's a really good team that we we played against, but. Um, like I said, to, to have guys out, for other guys to step up. Most nights, um, obviously, we've got guys that kind of have their roles, but a lot of nights we have different guys step up at different times and, and, and again, was another one with, with obviously guys out. So, um, like, it's just a – I mean, it's a really fun group to play with. Um, you obviously lost a couple early in the year and 
no kind of uh, uh, no uh, what do you call it? like down, down too low or, or up too high we just kind of stay that, that course of getting better each day and um yeah it's just like i said it's a it's a really fun group to play with and um we, we work hard and we we have fun out there on the court Nio campbell utahjazz.com Hey, just speaking of that fun, um, you had a huge assist to Royce that led to a crazy dunk. What are moments like that for you? I didn't think he was going to catch it, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, he, yeah, I mean, just it, it's like a kind of similar answer, really. It's just a, a really fun group to play with. It's we, we play for each other. There's there's no egos involved. Um, it's not as unsalvageable as people think. Um, it's just a, a, a really cool group that, like I said, guys, different guys step up at different times. We, we try and find mismatches. We, we, we play the right way. We were unselfish. We, we defend. Um, the other night, obviously, we weren't making shots in the first half. We come out and, and still defending and, and really pick it up in that second half. So, um, Yes, it's been fun, but like I said, we're not satisfied. We're not um, we're not going to get overhyped over one win or, or, or ten in a row, whatever it is. Um, we'll go in tomorrow and, and get ready for the next one. That was Joe Ingles, 21 points, 8 assists, filling in in the starting lineup for Donovan Mitchell. Talking about team chemistry, that's going to be a theme uh, throughout uh, with the jazz players we're going to hear from. Let's now hear from Rudy Gobert. We'll get started with Andy's, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, obviously you got the 29 points tonight and we're kind of going in the pick and roll. What, what was it that you were seeing out there that got you the, the offensive chances you did? I mean, I think I just went with the flow of the game and uh, my teammates, Joe, Mike, everybody really did a great job looking for me. And uh, I just started to dominate, be patient, and uh, you know they, they weren't really helping of the of the shooters, so it was on me tonight to you know to to punish them at the rim. John Kuhn, AP. Rudy, you look at uh, your partnership with with Joe Ingles on the court. He seven of his eight assists came on your baskets. What what is kind of built that chemistry and, and that synergy between you two over the years to where he it can just be so effective on a night like this. I mean, it's just for me, it's just amazing playing with Joe, uh, you know, and I think for everybody else, you know, Joe is always looking for others before he looks for himself. And, uh, you know, there's not many players in the league that you have to remind them to shoot the ball. And I just keep telling Joe every single time, just look for you first and and then look for look for your teammates. So, you know, it's, uh, it's just great. He's, he's a very smart player and, uh, you know, he's always able to put up me and put other guys in a in a great position to score and I believe that you know when uh, when he's aggressive too uh, you know he's really hard to guard because you know that he's a he's a great passer Kristen Kenny Joss TV Rudy I know you guys are always working hard but what's starting to come easier during this time there's nothing easy you know, every single night uh, is a different challenge. I think the difference for us now is that we embrace those challenges 
you know we we don't take any team uh, uh, lightly. You know we know that uh, you know if we focus on on us and do what we do, uh, you know we, we're gonna be in a great position to win every single game against anyone in this league. So you know we know that it starts defensively, and uh, you know and uh, and even when we don't make shots, you know we we feed off our defense, and we know that we we're gonna be in a position to to be a great team. Sarah Todd does right news. One of the reasons that, you know, you guys went to get Fave back in the offseason was to make sure that that second unit had the same defensive intensity as when you're in there can do the same thing. So how much confidence does it give you guys on a night like tonight without Don, without Fave, that that second unit really kept it together? I mean, we have a uh, we have a lot of guys that can play basketball, and uh, obviously having Fave uh, back in the team was is huge, and uh, not just for the season, but especially for the playoffs. You know, when we know that uh, every single minute on the court matters, and you know we we believe in every single every single guy in this locker room. You know, we you know there's a lot of guys that should get more minutes, but the minutes are not there. But they deserve they will, they will get minutes anywhere else, and uh, you know everyone is embracing the. You know, doing all the little things to to help this team be in a, a great team. And on nights like tonight, when you know we're missing some guys, some of these guys like Mie, George, uh, even Juwan, you know, uh, have an opportunity to come in and uh, and have a great impact. And that's what they did tonight. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, Joe just told us that kind of his biggest takeaway from this 10-game winning streak is that it's a group of guys without egos, just everyone kind of stepping up where they need to and and kind of doing what they need to. What's been your biggest takeaway from this 10-game winning streak? I mean, for us, uh, the number one thing is that when we think about when we think defensive-minded, uh, we are successful. You know, when we start thinking about offense uh, too much, you know, uh, we tend to forget about the defense, and, and then things don't get everything goes not as good. So it's uh, number one, the defense, and number two, uh, it's the same thing that Joe said. You know, I, I really that's the probably the first time since I've been here that I see that much focus from every single one in this locker room. Uh, I really feel like we're playing for you know something bigger, and you know, and that we're on a mission. And you know, it's uh, it's on us, uh, the leaders, to make sure that uh, we we lead the charge. You know, and uh, we make sure that everyone is a uh, is stays locked in. You know, because we're gonna need every single one of, of the guys. And uh, you know, we know that it's a long season, and uh, we're gonna keep getting better. Tim McMahon, ESPN. Hey, Rudy. Uh, obviously, it is early, but when you see that you guys have the best record in the league right now, what do you think? I mean, it's exciting. Obviously, it's exciting, but it's uh, it's really early in the season, and we know that uh, our goal is uh, obviously to to be one of the best teams in in, in the league, but uh, is to be ready for the playoffs. And uh, you know, obviously, we want to be in a position when we're the top two team in the West, so we can uh, at the end of the season be in a great position to have uh, and to have home home court advantage. You know, so it's uh, for us, it's really keep getting better. You know, keep getting better as a team and. Uh, go out there every single night to to play our best basketball and and to win last question Niall Campbell utahjazz.com 
Hey, Rudy. Um, you often say on your Instagram post, on to the next one. And having that experience uh, playing the same team back-to-back with the Pelicans last week, is the approach any different coming into this game on Friday? <clears throat> I mean, it's always different, you know. When you when you get beat uh, by a team, uh, you always come out the next game uh, with a revenge, and uh, that's what happened with the Pelicans. You know, when they came out and they punched us in the face in the, in the first quarter, and uh, I believe that Dallas is gonna gonna try to do the same. Though it's it's really on uh, on us uh, to just keep getting better, you know, keep taking care of ourselves, and uh, and uh, you know, keep adjusting to whatever they're gonna try to do. But uh, you know, we're gonna keep doing what we do and uh, you know and uh, taking one game at a time because at the end of the day you know it's a long season and uh, we know that uh, you know at the playoffs it was going to matter that was Rudy Gobert 29 points 20 rebounds three steals and three block shots let's uh, wrap up the player portion of the post game sound with Jordan Clarkson all right we'll get started with Sarah Todd Desert News Hey, Jordan, you guys have best record in the league. You're on a 10-game winning streak. So what's the vibe? What's the conversations like in the locker room? What's next? Uh, just continuing to get better. I don't even think we're looking at the record right now. I think the um, biggest thing for us is uh, just focusing on getting better each and every day, uh, moving the ball, getting better defensively, still communicating, um, still pushing the ball. Um, we're just trying to find every little thing that we can do to get better. Um, smaller details, just everything. I, I think we're just in a flow right now. We're going to keep continuing to play hard and, um, you know, staying aggressive and, you know, not even worried about uh, the record where we place or anything. I think we're just fo- so focused on ourselves and um, what our goal is in terms of getting better every day. And I think that's where, where our mindset is. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Talking about the flow, JC, we look at a guy like Rudy, a night like tonight. You know, Coach was talking about whether it's, you know, you and Rudy, Donovan and Rudy. I mean, the connection is just so great. Uh, what is it like, uh, that synergy and that connection with Rudy on the floor so far during this stretch? Uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, when Rudy rolls hard to the rim, um, he's hard to defend, you know, when he goes in there um, and he's catching the ball and he's playing slow and uh, making the right reads and finishing in the paint. It's, it's hard to defend us because uh, we have shooters that spread the floor and we got guys that get in the paint. It's a, it's a bunch of us. So, um, you know, when Rudy's doing all that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's amazing for us. John Kuhn, AP. Jordan, uh, you you have Donovan out, Fave out, and you guys didn't even skip a beat offensively or defensively. Collectively, how high is the team's confidence, both in how you're playing offensively and defensively at this moment? Uh, very confident. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we're trying to create our identity. Um, getting up the floor, playing fast, defending, shooting threes, uh, getting in the paint. Uh, biggest thing uh, probably harp on is uh, defensively. Um, we're trying to have no slack on that end, uh, even with guys out or anything. You know, we all trying to lock in on our coverages, um, what the game plan is for the night. Uh, and then offense, you know, we, we know we're going to get open shots. We know we're going to break the paint. We know we're going to 
get open threes and we're going to play fast. So, um, you know, I feel like our focus is on that defensive end right now. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Casey, with Donovan out, who's one of the more dynamic scorers in the league these days, did you feel like you kind of need to take it upon yourself to be a little bit – I hesitate to use the word aggressive because you're kind of aggressive all the time, but did you feel like you needed to fill a little bit of that scoring void tonight? No, nah, not at all. Uh, I played similar minutes to what I'm used to playing. Uh was in similar positions that you know I'm, I'm used to being in. Uh, you know, I feel like – uh, roles didn't change. We just, you know, had to keep playing in our system and keep doing what we're doing. Uh, once we get him back, uh, whatever it is, Friday or whatever day he comes back, uh, we're just going to keep flowing and uh, keep uh, focusing on, on what we're doing. And that's all we could really do right now. Last question, Niall Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hey, so Joe was speaking just about like as the fun that you guys have on the court and that special like team bond, right? So can you speak to that team bond and how that's been able to help you grow as a player, especially this season? Um, here is just a different vibe. You know, everybody just knows the role. Everybody's happy for you know each other. You know, it's almost like you know we get more happy when we get our teammates a shot. Um, they won't be scoring the ball, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just a crazy feeling, a crazy vibe that we have and, you know, that we preach here. Um, you know, the ball doesn't stick. Uh, we all just playing off energy and synergy, to be honest with you. And uh, that flow and everything just comes from, you know, outside the court, um, practice, everybody just having that um, free mindset and knowing what we're going to do and knowing what the next man is capable of and uh, down the line. So I feel like that's where it all comes from. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep keep that vibe running and, and keep doing what we're doing. That was Jordan Clarkson, 31.7 rebounds for Clarkson, 11 to 21 shooting, 4 of 11 from 3. Jazz winners of 10 consecutive games. They'll try to make it 11 at home tomorrow night against this very same Dallas Maverick team. A little later, tip-off uh, national TV. It'll tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. And, of course, you'll hear it all on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That is the best of the post-game show. What is trending? Coming up next, including the Lakers losing on the road. There's something we haven't had to say this year. Uh, The Sixers got him. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us.